Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome back to Patty's podcast. My name's Matt, editor and producer, and I am here, of course, with Patty. Patty, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. I, I hear there's some sad news this week. There is. It's really, really sad to hear that Janice had to cancel the rest of their concerts because um, four members are not well and recovering, I know. One of the members, actually, Phil Collins, is so well and happy, nothing wrong with him. It's just the others that have so, fallen like flies, <laughs> but not Phil. So Phil could still play the show. No, not on his own. <laughs> not on his own, yeah, no, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, um, today's episode is featuring uh, one of the members of Genesis. Who is it? And uh, can you remember much about this, this episode? No, this is Mike Rutherford. He's a dear friend and doesn't live too far away from me. I'm friends with him and his wife, Angie. And we did this, obviously, a couple of months ago. And do you know what? I can't remember what his favourite drink was. Was, his favourite cocktail was, Matt? I was trying to remember. I think it's, um, was it a mojito? I think it was. Was Could it? be really wrong. If I'm wrong, then I'll edit it out. And if I'm right, I'll keep it in. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Cool. Let's see. So this was fun to do. Yeah. And I hope you will enjoy it. Uh, I'm sure you will. Yeah. Okay. This is Cocktails with Patty and Mike Rutherford. favourite cocktail is a margarita and I have to say I do agree with you I love a margarita do you remember when you first came across one I feel by now Patty you must love all cocktails yes <laughs> what you've been doing I do I do but it's rather nice to sort of be reminded of one that I really do like because it, rem- it reminds me of being in America in New York in particular yeah, it reminds me, when you asked me about my cocktail, I was trying to think, you know, I'm not a mad cocktail drinker these days, it's always on location, but it reminds me of America, like you, it reminds me of Texas oh. and Dallas. Oh. Uh, we spent many months, Genesis, rehearsing, uh, we had a sound company in Dallas, a lighting company in Dallas, and we'd go there for like six weeks to rehearse, yeah. and every night we'd go to the local sort of restaurant bars, you know, that kind of climate, you know what I mean? that warm sort of muggy heat. Yes. And um, we just drank margaritas. The crew drank margaritas. Um, and you know, it's just one of those drinks, it works in the heat. I agree with you, I think it does. But it's sort of, it's a very subtle drink. It looks so delicate and only just a sort of with lime in it. It looks kind of milky. Mm. And it looks rather innocent, I think. It does, it also reminds me of Whenever I was drinking it, the outdoors, and you know down in the south, those sort of fly killer things. Yeah. You know, all the background all the time, yeah. It's kind of big silent text and accents. Because yeah. we, we used to go on a sort of year tour with Genesis and we'd go round the world and I'd see these young guys working for us from Dallas, hadn't left Texas. They got a passport and they went round the world. They came back a year later, having yeah. been to Japan and Australia and Europe. It sort of came out different men. Uh, you, you always after have a sort of big party after rehearsal, yeah. and kind of you know I see these young kids, and I just thought, I always thought to myself, 
they're going to come back in a year's time, different people. Eyes wide opened. How interesting. I mean, Texas is a very large state anyway. And I suppose that's why they never think that they should leave. But then to go on tour, what an eye opener for them. Well, the thing about America is, I mean, you know, you have friends I do too say that don't like America. There's somewhere in America they're going to like. Mm. You know, it's not the same country. Um, and, you know, I think I felt probably more at home in Texas and Dallas than um, Los Angeles. Oh, do you? Well, just because we spent a lot of time there. You sort of make yes, friends, you know. that's true. Um, it was mainly work. You know, it was all kind of work, but it was still, they just, and of course the Texans of my generation were kind of younger, more open people. You know, yeah. The old kind of, their parents were like, you know, looked at us with long hair and, and jeans, a bit like we were right. rubbish, you know. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I like Texas. I like the food in Texas. I love the barbecue ribs that they do and all of those sort of sticky, meaty things. Well, it ties into, and, yeah, Mexican food too. Yes. Um, which I, I like, but from day one, I always thought, is this all there is? You know what I mean? <laughs> there's not a lot. There's not a lot of choices. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of choice. No. Uh, which I love it, but you thought, you know, there's not a lot of range. No. Yeah, I know. I love it. I love, and I love what, what's that bread? Cornbread. Yeah. They have there. It's delicious. But the uh, Mexican food, tacos, are delicious. Enchiladas. I mean, with, no, it, it's great. With a margarita, yeah. they're fabulous. So it's a big part of my life, you know. And actually, I was trying to work out the other day, not like this at all, um, how many shows I've done in my career. And I, I have, I've, I've got a book, I can work it out. I think it's about 2,000. Really? Well, the mechanics are 300. And that's my sort of part-time sort of second band, you know. So I think Genesis is about one and a half thousand. And if you think that's, that's like sort of... Two thousand? Yeah. My God. That's my. sort of six years of my life I've been on stage. It's, it's a statistic which I'm not sure if it's good or bad. It's just, just, a, it's just a figure you kind of go... That's, that's it. That's a thought. Unbelievable. It's I mean, it's not so much good or bad. It's just like... That's it, yeah. How many years, yeah. Wow. Well, I didn't that's... drink margaritas every night. I used to know. Unfortunately, I always go on stage um, not drunk. I can't... Our kind of music that we play, yeah. it's hard to play if you're not straight. So you It's hard to play straight. <laughs> <laughs> it's complicated, yeah, but so let, let alone, I've had a few moments where I've gone on stage, um, one too many, and it's just, it's been two and a half hours of hell. Oh, really? Yeah, you think, you think, oh, Christ, you know, I pulled off okay, you know what I mean? I'm in a band and yes. no one really notices, but you just think, it's hard work. It's hard work. You know, we were talking to somebody the other day, and they had drunk far too much, I mean beyond too much, went on stage, played something, and thought, oh, that was rather good. Played it again, thinking, oh, I like that. And then he thought it was going down terribly well. He played it a third time, and he was banned for 15 years. Do I know him? In, do I know him? You do know him, from playing in Japan. You can tell me his name? Gary Brooker. <laughs> it's not a Gary <laughs> I was about, if you'd said guess who, I'd have <laughs> I said Gary. Done. Yeah, I should have done. But now we're going to do a margarita for you, Mike. And I'm going to do two different types. One which is just sort of straight, shaken with ice. Mm -hmm. And poured into cocktail glasses that I've put a little lime around the rim and then dipped the rim into some salt. Yep, yep. We'll do that first. And then we'll, our next one will be the crushed ice. Perfect. Okay. And I think I've got it right. It's... One part 
tequila. I actually don't. I don't know how you make it. Actually, that's how I don't know how you, you make do? it. I've never, yeah, I've never done it. So, one part tequila. Once again, sous chef, aren't I? Yeah, one part tequila and one part of Grand Marnier. Now, if you don't have Grand Marnier, you can use triple sec. And if you could get the cork off the Grand Manier... I'll give you a drink of hand. <laughs> really helpful. No, it's, it's down to young youth and strength. My wrists are rubbish. Yeah, mad. Well done. And one part Grand Manier. This is a new, this is a new shaker. I like this. Yes, this, look, oh, he's, lovely, a, yeah. he's a snowman. He's a 1930s snowman. And half of freshly squeezed lime juice. Now, Mr. Snowman, did you say you were a drummer, Matt? Yes. Can you shake him? <laughs> shake him. That's it. Lovely. Thank you. Look at that. Cheers, cheers, team. Here we go. And this is the first one. Is rather smooth, isn't it? This, mm. I think, of the two would be a stronger margarita. The next one, you see, will, there'll be lots of crushed ice in it, so crushed that it'll go into the drink and it'll dilute it slightly. But I rather like this, this is a good stuff. I tell you what, I've started drinking only on Sundays a chilled little sherry. Okay, <laughs> it's no, no, so no, old fashioned. Well, when, it, when in Spain, I have that, that little white, little, little, the pale coloured sherry, yeah. Yes, and in Spain, it's nice to have that with some tapas. We went to the Domecq sherry place one time. A friend of Edwina's was one of the Domecq family. And it was a tasting downstairs, you know, and I signed my name on the barrel. Alongside some sort of famous actors and, you know. Who was the famous cowboy? American cowboy. Yeah. John Wayne? Wayne. Yeah. Alongside his. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't get that one at all, but just oh wow, one that was there. Oh wow! And of course, the other thing is that this sort of lockdown period, we all drink too much, don't we? Yeah. Very so nice, yeah. But you're very good and very controlled by not having a drink before going on stage, knowing, Mike, that you can have as much as you want when you come off. Yeah, we used to um, actually when we do outdoor shows. Uh, Phil and I and Terry, we have a, have a little whiskey before we went on outdoor shows in the cold, you know. Ah, yes. We're standing backstage behind the huge sort of massive sort of stage set, you know what I mean? The three of us. And an army of fans out there. We're sort of thinking like, it's only three of us and there's, you know, 100,000 out there. Scary. Have a little, little, a little whiskey and off we went. But that was outdoors, it was cold. Yeah. And that helped. It would help. <laughs> it's funny how drinks remind you of, and I said about it, that also of certainly remind me of Cape Town. Oh, There's a restaurant yes. there called the we go to Grand on the Beach? Yes. That's what, yeah. Oh, I loved it. I only, so I walk oh, in there, right? Fabulous. I walk in there and suddenly I'll say, what do you want to do? And I say, um, I'll have a margarita. Kind of comes out as Angie does, you know what I mean? Like. Yes. You don't think about no, it. No, out of the blue, yeah. That's it. That's what you want. It's, I must say, it is my most favourite cocktail. It's now time to make another one. Oh, look at that. And I think that whizzing the ice up like that gives it... A bit of froth. That's better. That's better. Yeah. The other one's a bit of a kick, but this, this yes. is. Oh yeah. I mean that after show after show party in Dallas. Yes. With the road crew, 
and there's a, in the corner there's one of those machines, a frozen machine from Margarita, pushes a button and comes out like ice cream. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> when are you going to start touring? At the moment it's gone back to mid-September, start in Dublin is the plan. Um, I just don't know. I mean, who knows? you know more than I do. Well, as much as I do, you, you, you can't tell. But I must say, Mike, thank you so much for sending me that wonderful documentary, Genesis and you all rehearsing and going over the years. And some of the documentary is black and white, which I found fabulous. And how everybody has progressed as well. And the music and, and the interaction between you all as a band, mm. I thought was fascinating. Well, I'm glad actually, it's very honest, isn't it? There's no sort it's of, very there's no, no glossy. No glossy at all, and that's that's really why it has such an appeal for me, certainly. Well, I think even the music was sort of filled as grumpy, kind of, I guess, part of it, you know what I mean? It's kind of okay. Fine. He's having a horrible why time with his, not... with his divorce and, and the press, and, you know, God. it's horrible. During that month, how grumpy you'd be if you had the same <sighs> problem. Yeah. During that month, it was you know, pandemonium. Remember the press and the dramas, the court case in America. Um, so in a sense, uh, it was the worst time, but um, you did get a, I hope you get a nice vibe of a sort of guys who are friends. Oh, it was wonderful. And enjoy what we do. Absolutely. And there's nothing nicer because, you know, watching one of you being filmed and then you might be a bit grumpy or arguing about something. And then when it's all right, the smiles, everybody's face lifts up. Well, I mean, the reason we filmed it was yeah. in case we never do it. Oh, I see. And it's still sort of there, though, in case anybody happy, you know, there are no more shows ever. It's probably sort of, probably sort of filmed, actually, just in case we don't do it. Um, but touch, touch wood, we shall. So, yeah, so, so in a sense, yeah. America opening up slowly. So I think, so therefore, us in East Coast in November, I think, sounds promising. England, just fingers crossed, really. What are you found to do, Mike, while you're not on tour with all this spare time? over the last year, almost a year and a half now, have you f discovered anything that has tickled your fancy or you wanted to investigate further? Yeah, well, you yeah. stick with no, songwriting? But, no, Is there no, something new you've got not First of all, apart from work, I've lived down the road for 40 years, as you know. I've always been away a lot. Yeah. You know, I've been home month after month since, since I've loved it. I've found home a bit. I've, I've enjoyed home. Yeah. Started riding horses again every day. Rode this morning. Um, I'm more involved in the fields and the tractor and the farming. You know, I just, I've found home. That's nice. And I've enjoyed that. Yes. Um, yeah. Work-wise, I haven't been um, much writing. I've actually been learning all the songs for the tour. So come the sunshine and lockdown stopping, I can go out and forget about music, forget about it all for a while, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, put it away. Yeah, talking about horses, we saw um, Kenny earlier and uh, we went to his polo club and I saw a lovely photograph of you amongst a team of um, polo players. And I was saying how much how I loved watching polo. It's such an exciting game, but it's and it looks so beautiful. And, but, but it, exciting and, and frightening all at the same time. Did you? How did you enjoy it? I had 23 years playing it. Um, it was so exciting. The adrenaline, you can't believe the adrenaline. Yeah. Nothing replaces that. Right. Um, I've had, you know, broken my leg, got false, not teeth out, as you remember, my nose over there. Um, but actually, it, it's such an exciting game. I played with Tom yeah. and, and, and two boys. 
but in a way it's such an exciting game. Yes. And all the guys to play with, all the sort of patrons were like me. They had, had careers, you know, and jobs to pay for it, but actually they discussed horses and the game rather than work. Yes. And so I, I then stopped playing polo well, 15 years ago or more. Didn't ride for a while, then lockdown reappears. Mm. And I started riding every day with Angie and just sort of enjoying being on a horse. It's so nice. Country life is so real, isn't it? It's mm. so... You can almost smell the earth. It's so... Um... Well, for the first time, I, I'm, I'm now watching the spring. You know, every day yeah. in the woods, the leaves come out, the bluebells. You sort of, I, I've, always, I've always been rushing around the world, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think after this, I'm not going to rush quite... I'm going to travel, not quite as much, like, you know, spend longer periods at home. I think this has been a lesson for us all. Yeah, I think I've sort of refound home, which has always been there. Yeah. But to spend Normally this... we want to rush. Yeah. Oh, hey, I have a quick walk, you know, because I've got to do something. Or, you know, there's something burning that I need, something needs my attention. But no, not now. So, so to experience um, th that feeling of not having to rush, you can do everything at your own pace because nothing's really going to change. What makes us rush so much? Is it technology or people? Or no, it's because you think you can do it. Because we can. You get the diary out and you put this in, you put that in. Yeah. And then if, you, if you're a person outside, out you, outside you, you'd say, why are you doing that, followed by that, by that? But at the time, you don't see it that way. No. And now I no, think... Because you're I mean, so used to yeah. it. Yeah. I think going forward for me, I mean, I just, you know, to rustle them for two days, I'm not going to do, you know? Yeah. Well, I've really been enjoying <coughs> this lockdown, and I'm really, really sorry and, and sad and, and aware of people who are having a dreadful, dreadful time. <coughs> but for me, I've planted all my seeds you know, for my vegetable garden, and I've got a couple of black swans for the lake. And I've noticed all the birds, and I've noticed different bird song at different times of day. And these are things that, you know, can so easily be ignored. And the idea of how lucky we are as, to be born as human beings, being able to function properly, I don't think we really listen to nature. And now has been this time to do so. And you think the last the last concert I did was with Gary, the commander, Brooker. Um, really? At the O2. March the 3rd or 4th, two years ago. Remember, it's a concert for the uh, Marsden Hospital. I remember. Last one, Eric, Tom Jones, Aslot. Um, I remember asking Christine McVie if she would join, yeah. and, and she couldn't for some reason. Um, oh, that's the, la the, last, that's the, that's the that. last show at the O2. Wow, really? I think, yeah. And it was great. Yes. It was a long night, you know, Gary. It's a long show. It was a long well, show. After Gary telling us about, you know, <laughs> singing the same song three times. No, there, were no, there were no repeats this night, but it's, okay. just, it's a big, it's a big uh, cast. How lovely. How wonderful. But it was nice, yeah. Well, well done him putting that together. We were talking about um, charities earlier on. And how fantastic musicians are, and not totally recognised, as far as I'm concerned, or applauded for the work that they do for charities. Huge, vast amounts of money are raised by musicians, you know. And uh, and I, as far as I'm concerned, not totally recognised and applauded properly. No, good point. Yeah. I mean, you know, Gary's Gary's um, winter short for years, you know. Yes.
Absolutely, he did. And and then Kenny was telling us about uh, you know all the charity events that he held as well, and then the polo matches. I retired polo the year after Prince Charles, about the same age. Oh really? I reached a few opposing matches, and he had a bad back too. Yeah. And I was kind of creaking a bit. I see we sort of both stopped. Back, oh. My back is fine now. How interesting. Is it? Mm. Maybe you played too much polo, Mike. I got members of, members of Kenny at a charity polo match in Johannesburg. And the day before we went to some sort of out-of-town sort of farmer's polo match on their horses. You know, wild, out-of-control horses. Really? So to Kenny, Kenny, just survive the afternoon, you know. <laughs> and we did. What's terribly, terribly attractive to a woman, or maybe some men, is the white, thin white trousers you wear and high leather boots. brown leather boots. Delicious, really, really good. When I started years ago, someone said to Angie, so Mike is playing polo now, you know. Are you not worried, you know, this sort of, uh, this the rock star playing polo? And Andy said, this handicap is minus one. <laughs> I'm not worried at all, you know. <laughs> Does she? Yeah, he's, he's a minus one. I love that. Like, out of ten, you know. Yes. Minus one doesn't pull, you know. I love her. Another game I love to watch, but I didn't really totally understand it, is cricket. But there's something intrinsically English about it. It is the last game I played, and I played very rarely, was at Cranley's Prep School. Ah. And it was a wonderful moment because the story is basically like I can I can play a bit, you know, but I, I don't play. So I go into bat opposite Rambocash, who's a very famous cr cricketer. So he's a famous, you know, top of the range cricketer. And this is me. He hits the ball, and I can't see where it goes. He hits it so fast, so hard. <laughs> so I thought, okay, we'll just watch him. If he runs, run. <laughs> and the next day on the Sunday Times, a half-page spread yeah. is me and him. I look so cool, you know. But I'm, I was kind of like a rabbit in head. I was kind of going, where the fuck, you know? <laughs> but the shot looks so good, like, you know, cool Rutherford yes. down the crease. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't played since. Oh, my. Well, I stopped. Oh, my. That's so funny. But I hit the ball so, so fast, hard. I couldn't ever see where it went, you know? How amazing. How amazing. Do you remember when we first met? I know. Do I? Mike. Yes, let's guess, when guess did the year. first meet? Guess, guess the year. It's a long time ago. Do you know, many, many, many years ago, when I was married to Eric, Phil used to come to our house an awful lot, and he would hang out with us and play snooker, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then he said he was with, in this band, Genesis. And, uh, and I had, I'm so sorry, Mike, I hadn't really heard of Genesis. I'm, I'm okay with that, I'm okay with that. I do apologize now, I really, really do. I'm really so sorry. Anyway, so he said, oh, come and hear us play. And I, we, I went with Phil to somewhere you were playing. I can't remember where it was now. And I went backstage and, you know, the music was great. I went backstage to sort of meet you all. And I met you and I met Angie. And Angie was so bubbly and vibrant and wonderful. And she was suddenly my new best friend, I could tell. You know? and, and, uh, and then... And then we all became friends. Yeah. And then you and Angie started having tennis tournaments. We did. We invited everybody in the area who was able to play tennis. And we would have tournaments. And towards the end of the day, 
people would just collapse, fall on the court because they'd had far too much to drink. And then there was one year when it rained. It rained so bad so the tournament was off. Cancelled, big lunch in the marquee, you know, lunch, everyone's drinking away. And then suddenly the sun came out. So it was like tennis. Kind of staggered out like this, you know, sort of, sort of two-game <laughs> match, you know. We've had Louise and Theo Fennell. Louise Fennell, yes. She was cigarette, dressed up in like 1940s outfit, wonderful shorts, silky shorts. And, um, and I think I was an umpire at one point, embarrassingly so. Many, many And here we are, still, still are drinking margaritas. And enjoying them. How good is that? And enjoying each other's company. Mike, thank you so much. Perfectly lovely. I'm so happy that you were able to do this. Well, I could carry on, but to be honest, we I've, could. Got, I've got food at home and I've got, yeah. But, I know, um, Mike, excuses, excuses, but absolutely right. We should never have more than two. And we've said this throughout, haven't we, Matt? Okay. Oh, I'm okay. feeling very merry now. That's been the rule. And never yet? No. God. Yeah, one more, you know, <laughs> until Mike came. Yes. Yeah. Well, Mike, if you had slightly said yes, I would have jumped up and made another one. Yeah, never more than three. Never more than three, yeah. Ah, listening back to, to Mike and uh, the interview I did with Mike, it's really sweet, it's very nice. I just want to say I want to wish Mike a very speedy recovery because it's nasty not being well. Anyway, I love that episode, and thank you so much, Mike. Yeah, brilliant episode, and uh, it was margaritas, not, I can't remember what I said, what did I say? Mojitos. Mojitos, yeah, yeah margaritas, not mojitos. I don't know how we can forget. So, yeah. <laughs> My favorite, and we forgot. It was, uh, that was really cool, that was really cool. I loved um, uh, that question about, um, that you asked him about refinding home. I thought that was uh, really great and some of the stuff he talked about um, in there. During the lockdown, yeah. I think a lot of people had quite a bit of assessing of their lives mm. to do and to realise that you're happy at home yeah. and not having to dash out all the time yeah. is a real plus, it's a bonus. Yeah. Would you say that you refound home during the last year? I found, yes, more of it. Because you see, although I live in the country, I used to dash up to London every, every week without fail yeah. for two or three days a, a week. But to actually be you know, told to stay here all the time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was, it was kind of all right for me, but it was horrible for Rod. The idea freaked him out. Yeah. You know, the idea he couldn't see his friends and you know, have lunch every day and go to the bar, go to the pub. Yeah. No, yeah. he had to get used to it. Yeah. Slowly. So um, this weekend just gone, I believe it was uh, Mental Health Awareness uh, Weekend. Um, and so I was wondering what sort of things um, have you perhaps learned over the last year or um, that you do um, for your own mental health? Um, and uh, is there anything that perhaps you could share? We, we talked a little bit about um, the powers of I Wish Girl in the last episode. So I was just wondering, is, is there anything... Um, perhaps you might want to share in terms of mental health? Yes, I would like to really encourage everybody to meditate in whichever form they like to do it. I find it essential, first thing in the morning, only 20 minutes, and then if you could manage in the early evening as well. It's very grounding, mm. 
And, you know, when you do it in the morning, you can sort of slowly think about how your day is going to be, but in a very calm way, because you are just sitting and meditating and allowing thoughts to come and go. That's great. Love that. Love that. Awesome. Okay, so thank you, Mike, for that episode. Thank you, Patty, for uh, your wise words. Um, so here are the socials. If you want to connect uh, with Patty and, and everything that we're doing in the podcast, um, you can do that uh, on the Facebook by looking for official Patty Boyd. Um, you can also connect with Patty on Instagram, uh, which is Patty Boyd Official. Uh, the Twitter is at the Patty Boyd. And YouTube is Patty Boyd Official. And um, if you're watching on YouTube, we just want to say thanks to everyone who's engaged uh, with the channel so far. It's been incredible to see how quickly it's grown and, uh, and some of the comments. And if you're listening, thank you to everyone who's been listening. You can listen on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And um, we would love it if you would go and leave a review. The reviews really help out the podcast. So if you could do that, that'd be amazing. And we were thinking... Um, that we would have a look at um, the reviews and uh, if it's really great we're going to read it out so if you want your name read out on the uh, the podcast leave a review and uh, we'll check that out um, and that'd be greatly appreciated so next week who have we got next week i think we'll have to talk about this matt and work out who should be next okay so next week is a surprise it could be one of three people <laughs> so far so come back next week and um, we will uh, have a surprise guest for you um, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be a good time okay thank you everybody mm -hmm.